Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Crawford. Yes. Bruford Jerry Rice's Jerry Rice's home is is it a it's a it's a community, right? Let's see what our friends at Wikipedia have to say. Crawford is a small town. Is what it's oh, okay. Well, Did you know that until 1870 it was Crawfordville? Really? Yeah. Well, how about that? There you go. And prior to that, it was Crawfordsville. So a lot, lot going on there. Well, Starville was what board town. Board town, yeah. So there you go. Well, there's our Mississippi history lesson lesson for today. Wherever you live in our great state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, it's as simple as this: go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it. They'll ship it right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter of your home, we got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com, guys. We are. 70 some odd days until Christmas. It's time to start these plans. It's time to start buying stuff and having it ready to go. You don't want to be that last minute shopper. You just don't. So go ahead and go to College Corner, two locations to serve you there in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever a Bulldog fans are looking for in your house, they've got you covered at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant. This Saturday, supposed to be absolutely fantastic. Humble Taco will be a great place to watch the game. Great food, great people in there, great atmosphere. Sit out there on the patio and just, just live it up, man. That's the way to go. And whenever you want great Mexican food, but you want different Mexican food, you want to eat something that's a little you know, off the beaten path, but still delicious, that's when you're heading to Humble Taco. If you're tired of the same old, same old, you want to try Humble Taco. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi Roots. First Responders Month over at Firehouse Subs. We've been talking about it literally all month, and it is, you know, you need you need to go and get involved because these guys are helping your community whenever you place an order. You just got to buy at a medallion, dollar, $5, or $25, and 100% of that goes to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation. Those guys are providing life-saving grants, training, and uh, equipment to uh, organizations all across the country, including $800,000 in the state of Mississippi alone. Starville, Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Floyd, Madison, head over to Firehouse Subs today. It's Friday. So that means that it's uh, it's the three Ps, Robbie Fall. How exciting. It is. Playmaker uh, number one for me is the script. 
the script. Yeah, the state script. Ah, I got you. Because I, I was just told that Mississippi State went to number one with the Banner M. Like the Banner M helped win them football games. Oh. So I'm I'm calling for the script to, to help Mississippi State get over the top this weekend. There you go. I, I want to say this, and uh, we've been—I mean, my goodness, been everywhere. But what I'm what I'm tired of, and what's not going to happen with me on Twitter anymore, is people saying, "Well, we just can't do that." I'm done with that. You're going to explain why, or you're going to shut the hell up. That's just how Brian Haydad's living these days on on these Twitter streets. And if you're I not, hear, a- I don't want to hear. Well, you know, we can't. No, why? Why can't we do it? I was told by no less than like four people that have a marketing degree yesterday that we just don't understand. We're all, we're all dumb. Explain it to me. You have a degree. Explain it my to me. Eyes like I'm work. My, my eyes work, Brian. My eyes work. I don't need a marketing degree to tell me. A monkey could say, yeah, the state script is better than the banner realm. I could train a monkey to do that. It doesn't take much. I don't know. Mississippi State's. Uh, I'm, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. We did yesterday, but minutes, yeah. Mississippi State um, has probably either the second or the worst logo, second to worst or the worst logo in the entire SEC from an athletic standpoint. Nobody cares about it nationally. Yeah, I don't care about the branding thing anymore. It, it, you're not making a difference with the brand as it is, so do something cool. I mean, I, 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 you're with me on this. And for the people, this is our brand. It's a not a good. It's not a good brand. If if you're happy with this being your brand, then I have to question your uh, your your opinions. I just I I can't do it. And I don't care. I don't care if we get called idiots or we don't understand the point or whatever well, anymore. I'm not going to shut up about it. In two years, when this becomes Mississippi State's brand, those same people will be like, "Oh, this is a great idea. I love it. this." Is our this is what Robbie and I want to say. If you are a person who just regurgitates Mississippi State talking points, if you'll just take whatever the university gives you and you don't complain about it, your opinion is 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 invalid because you don't have an opinion. You have what the university's opinion is. And, so and, give me your and they'll all buy they'll all buy exactly. these shirts up, these hats, and everything. They'll tomorrow, all be wearing this. If tomorrow MSU moved every banner M shelf shirt off the shelf and put out shirts that just said state, these people would all go buy them. So your, your opinion is is meaningless to me. It, but it because but because this is perceived nothing. because this is perceived as a negative thoughts when yeah. in reality it's actually positive. We're trying to do something. That that will help Mississippi State moving forward is perceived as negative. So we're we need to be quiet and we need to stop complaining. It was once perceived as negative that you wanted to get rid of Sylvester Croom. I, I just don't, I don't understand that the people that are like overly positive about Mississippi State. Why would you not want that? Why would you not be on our side? You don't want your team to look the best it could be. There's Ask a reason that every everybody, day. every single person in that department at Mississippi State yesterday was tweeting out. Fire emojis, yeah. the snow emojis. Uh, like they know that this is awesome. They don't do that every single week for the regular Banner M logo. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 not going to do it. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to bow down to the banner because Mississippi State says that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not going to do it. 
right. I've decided to go full throttle on this. We welcome you, Brother Robbie. Brother Nero. I think it's the pushback that's that's made it's me annoying. Angry. It's it's like at first it was just like okay, like I, I like this, but it's okay, whatever. But now the people like saying stop talking about it. This is how it's going to be. You're a moron. That's just pushed me over the top now. Yeah. And now I, I will make it my life's work. We will we will we will walk hand in hand, Brian, with the end zone eleven, which is now twenty five people strong. It's much least. stronger. Yes. Our our ranks grow stronger every day. There are dozens of us. Dozens! <laughs> All right, then. Now we move <sighs> forward. It is time to talk about Mississippi State, Kentucky. <clears throat> three, we, 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 you know, I go back to three weeks ago when we were, we were leading into the Texas A&M game. And we said, you know, huge series of games. State could go with winning all three. It means more than just about this season. It's about Mike Leach and his ability to coach here at Mississippi State and to have support here at Mississippi State. So far, so good. You're two and zero, and you and I both said we were both clear. Like two and one is the minimum. If you can go two and one, you feel good. You're all right. But now I feel like it's time to be greedy. You, you want all three of these football games, and the good news is you can get all three of these football games. Mississippi State is a better team than Kentucky. It's just about going on the road and playing with that same crispness and cleanliness that you've played with at home these last three weekends. Robbie, this is a this is the third game in the row where I feel like if Mississippi State plays up to its standards, it will win the football game, no matter what the opponent does. Yeah, this is the this is where Mississippi State is at this point. They're playing to their standard for the most part. There's some things they could clean up, which is really good news if you're a Mississippi State fan and you look at this team and say, man, they can actually be better. And they've won their last three games by three touchdowns. They're scoring 40-plus points in this three-game streak. So at this point, I really feel like Mississippi State said it yesterday. They can win every game for sure with the exception of Bama and Georgia uh, by playing their best. And those are the two teams that – if those two teams play their best, I don't think Mississippi State's winning that game. But – I think State is good enough, experienced enough, and playing well enough, they can beat everybody else on their schedule when they come out and play their ball game. So that, that's kind of where it is right now. Execution is at a it needs to be at a high level for the Bulldogs. If this game was at home, I'd feel really, really good about Mississippi State winning and winning by a couple of touchdowns against Kentucky. Going on the road makes it a little more tricky because they've only had two true road games, and one of them was against an Arizona team that's not that good. So this is going to be tough. They haven't played well there. I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk at all, but I think Mississippi State is good enough on both sides of the ball that they should win this ball game. Will Levis going to play in this ball game, and that's a, that's obviously a big boost for Kentucky. I think without without Levis, this would be an absolute massacre. I think based on what I saw last week. They would have no chance against Mississippi State, but Levis coming in gives them a good chance. And and again, this is not a game where Mississippi State can just show up, get off the bus, and it doesn't matter, right? They still have to play their good game. They still have to play clean, penalty-free as much as they can. They need to execute. They need to have a good game plan on both sides of the ball. Levis gives Kentucky a lot more of, I, you know, somebody might say a puncher chance. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say Kentucky has a chance to win the game if Levis and his group play as well as they can possibly play. 
But you know he's not at 100%. You know Kentucky's offensive line has had issues all season long. And you know Zach Arnett's probably licking his chops and have drawn up more blitzes than you can possibly imagine. That's where the game's going to be won or lost is state, to me anyway, is state's ability to pressure and to get to Will Levis. Yeah, I agree. that, And that's what they've done pretty well the last two times they've played them under Zach Arnett. They've done a good job getting to the quarterback. And they did a couple years ago, I forget the quarterback's name, but he was kind of a dual threat guy. Terry Wilson? Yes. Um, and State defended him really well, kind of kept him from breaking loose. They couldn't run the football very well, and that was a decent running game, if I recall. And then last year, the game plan was, we're just going to make Will Levis really uncomfortable, and he didn't play very well. Um, completed under, I think, under 10%, under 10 yards um, a completion, I think. Uh, didn't didn't throw for a ton of yards, through three interceptions. And we saw Ole Miss do kind of the same thing. They pressured him a lot. He had the, a lot of the, the big plays that they had were dump-offs and things like that. So I think that the key in this game is getting to Will Levis, making him uncomfortable. This is a good matchup for Mississippi State and what they do best. The two games where I thought they didn't defend extremely well against the quarterback were uh, Jaden Daniels and then last week against uh, Malik Hornsby. Both of those guys were guys that at their best were rolling out of the pocket scrambling for yards. I don't think Will Levis is that kind of quarterback. So I'm unleashing this unit. I'm bringing a lot of pressure. I'm popping him. He's been hurt the last two weeks. I'm going to hit him a lot. I'm going to defend the run game. And if they get big plays in the passing game, then you you give a, a hat tip to them. But otherwise, I'm going to try to force this team into a lot of mistakes because that's what this defense has done well. You look at what they've done well this year, big plays on their side of the ball. And – you know, ironically, the things they've done poorly is give up big plays, but fourth down stops. They're one of the best teams in the league against fourth downs. Red zone stops, one of the best teams in the league and in the country in, uh, in the red zone. And then uh, turnovers, big plays with turnovers. Interceptions, they force some fumbles. I think the, your best chance is to be chaotic. Bring your linebackers, bring safeties. Uh, defensive lineman, your your best chance in this game to have a really productive game and to keep putting it on the back of your offense too is to be really chaotic on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's what you're going to see from Zach Arnett early and often. I like that word, chaotic. I, I like that a lot. I, that that is a good a good word to use because I really do believe that Arnett is going to show us some blitzes that maybe he hasn't even shown before that he's going to do everything in his power to take advantage of, of this weakness because he knows how big it is. He knows that this is a, a the kind of weakness that can win the game for his team. We've talked in the past about, you know, there haven't been a lot of games where we can just reach out and say, State lost this game on defense. But I don't know at the same time if there's a lot of games under Mike Leach where you say, State won this game on defense. This could be one where we look back and go, wow, the defense really won this game because they just harassed Will Levis to, to, to pieces in this one. On the offensive side of the ball, something we haven't really talked about this week, Robbie, for whatever reason, is how dominant a, a season – it's two things. How dominant a season ago Will Rogers was against this Kentucky defense. 36 yeah. of 39, an SEC record for passing completion in the game. And also, this was the first game a year ago where State emphasized the run. 
This was the one where Marks and, 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 and Johnson had a combined 30 carries, and we were all looking around like, what is happening? State's running the football more than they ever have before. This was that game. State played maybe its best and maybe its cleanest offensive game of the year uh, last season against Kentucky. Can they duplicate that kind of performance? Yeah, that's going to be the big thing. I mean, and again, they were at home um, last year, so that, that that played a factor too. And I think the, the success they had against Will Levis was really – um, it really helped make matters worse for Kentucky. But if I remember correctly, that defense last year for Kentucky too was was pretty good. Uh, so I mean, you're you're looking at uh, again a solid defense. Um, was trying to see where they might rank nationally. They've been they've been pretty good. They're you know they're around top half of the league I think defensively on most of their categories. But it's again, it's one of those things where you know State played a good defense a couple weeks or yeah two weeks ago against Texas A and M, and I thought it had a ton of success. It's one of those things where State is at the point now, it shouldn't matter the defense; they should be able to move the ball and have success if they are executing at a really high level. And you know, you put up three straight weeks of forty plus points. I know Bowling Green, Arkansas are in there, but. 42 against Texas A&M, a team that was playing defense really well. I like Mississippi State's chances if they're doing what they have to do. And the running game, too, I think has that's really been – we've talked about it a lot, but at the same time, I still think it's it's getting overlooked, at least nationally, what State's doing with the running game. I mean, you're talking about, at this point, averaging over 100 yards rushing a game. That hasn't happened a whole lot in the Mike Leach – um, timeline. I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened a few times, but I can't imagine it's been you know a consistent thing. Mississippi State has been able to run the ball against any kind of defense that they've played with pretty consistent success. They got a bruising running back and Dylan Johnson and a, another guy that can um, break a few plays like Jaquavius Marks, and then you're running in Simeon uh, Price. I mean, the depth there is really good. And State has had a lot of success early in games developing a running game, and it's made it difficult for teams to focus in on one thing. I think that's been huge for State this year, to be able to come out and establish that running game, average over five yards a rush with their top two backs, and then that opens things up for Will Rogers. And last year, to your point, in that game for Will, I thought that was kind of the key cog too. So maybe you see that same thing. I, I mean, you're not going to see what you saw – Two years ago, down there, I know that mm. uh, that was the most putrid. No. no, that was that that game. There was, I mean, there was nothing there. And Kentucky's defense was solid in that game, but State was also just just god awful. But I mean, looking back at last year, the key to me was was running the football 100, 115 yards um, rushing for the team uh, from Marks and Dylan Johnson. And then, uh, and then Will just had an outrageous game, thirty-six to thirty-nine. So I, I think you're going to see that same kind of game plan for Mississippi State. I think they'll try to establish a running game, and then see where that takes them. I'm interested to see what what uh, Kentucky does defensively. Yeah, Kentucky, their last two games. Oh God, ESPN, I hate you so much. No, why? Ad playing? Yeah, I mean, no, a video, but like why? Um. 
last two games for Kentucky, uh, they gave up 186 yards rushing on 39 carries to Ole Miss, just under five yards a carry. And then last week against South Carolina, uh, 179 yards rushing uh, on 42 carries, 4.3 yards a carry to South Carolina. Both of those games, they had gave, they gave up a 100-yard rusher. Quinshawn Judkins for Ole Miss, Marshawn Lloyd for, uh, for South Carolina. So this Kentucky run defense has not been great. You know, I, I I take the passing yardage a lot of times with Mississippi State almost as a given, and maybe I shouldn't. You know, you go back to the LSU game and they weren't able to to, to pass successfully. But I just I just buy into the idea that we're sort of starting at a baseline of 300 yards passing for Will Rogers, and and we go from there. But with the running game, it, it just sort of is what it is. But these last two games, teams have been able to run the football, and they've been very. I mean, like I said, 39 carries, 42 carries. They they put themselves in a situation where they want to run the football. I don't think State's going to be at 42 carries or anything like that, but this this has the makings of another 100-yard rushing game for the Bulldogs. And then when you combine that with what Rodgers is going to be able to... And, you know, we talked a little bit yet the other day about, you know, how you would... The, the, the game plan should be to pressure Will Rodgers. I thought Kentucky brought pressure a season ago against Will Rodgers, and he did a really good job of getting out of it. Kentucky doesn't have the same talent that the... Uh, that LSU is going to have along that defensive front. So if the offensive line, they they don't have to be as, I don't know, perfect is the right word, but they've been very, very good these last two weekends. They almost can afford to play a little not as good. I don't know the the correct adjectives there. but And they can still have a very successful night against this Kentucky defense. Yeah, I agree. I I think that the offensive line is going to be fine in this game. I mean, the problem... We keep hearing things like, well, if you just pressure Will Rogers. I mean, the problem with that is he can get it out pretty quick if he needs to. You start doing that and you start blitzing a little bit, maybe you start to see more of those shovel passes, some screens. I mean, states, if, if again, if they're executing, it's hard to defend. The, the, the teams that have done a really good job against state defensively the last couple of years have been the ones that are just outrageously talented. Yeah. LSU, Alabama, Alabama. Georgia. Georgia probably will be the same way. The teams that can that that are talented enough that they can afford to put guys man on man and make some plays there, or they can lose a little ground and and still have somebody there to cover. The, those have been the teams that have done the best job, and then the ones that you know if state you know if, if weather is is affecting things, and that's another thing to consider. If it's raining in in Lexington, I think that diminishes the offense a little bit. But I, I do think now that you have a running game, you're able to do some different things. That That's the thing now, Brian. Like, you're able to run the football. That changes everything. Just showing the ability to pick up four or five yards and say, okay, well, if you're not going to defend this, we'll just do this until we get inside the 20 or something. So uh, teams can no longer sit back and do what they were doing in 2020 and sometimes last year as well, it's a much more difficult offense to defend. This is this offense is not quite the air raid type offense that's been like transitioned into different types of concepts in the NFL and what we're seeing from Lincoln Riley and guys like that. It's not quite to that point where we're seeing some read option and some some things like that. But it's not your tradition it doesn't look like your traditional air raid when you think of Mike Leach either. This offense has been able to be a little more balanced, and I think that's made all the difference, and it makes it 
especially when you got some guys that have been it been in it for a long time, makes it a lot more difficult to defend. Very interesting uh, special teams matchup here. Some teams that have, have had some issues making kicks. I don't think this game is going to come down to a kick, but if you're Mississippi State, you would probably give a lot to have a clean special teams game in all aspects. And it's been good in most aspects, but to get a full game, I think, would be really beneficial for Mississippi State at this point. Yeah, it would. And it's, it's so strange. You know, Ben Rabin's been pretty solid from uh, from his field goal kicking, and then he's missed a couple extra points, two or three extra points. So it's like something's going on on those extra points. The field goal kicking, they, I know he missed one last week, but it hadn't been as bad. The extra points has been a little more of an adventure, which is strange. And it's kind of the same thing, like you said, with Kentucky. And they have a guy that's been around for a while, I think. Yeah. So I don't – you know, and a lot of times when that stuff happens, it just seems like, you know, it's in, it's in the kicker's head and at any point something bad can happen. So for State, you'd be better off just making sure you get in the end zone whenever you get inside the red zone, which they've done really well. They've scored 14 straight touchdowns, which is incredible. Um, so for State, just finish those drives. Get it, put it in the end zone. Don't put it on the back of your kicker, especially mm-hmm. on the road. Well, you tweeted out something. Uh, I'm not sure it was today or yesterday about Mississippi State and how incredibly successful they've been in the red zone this year. Yeah, they have – um, they've, they've scored touchdowns in their last 14. I saw Mississippi State actually tweeted out a, a graphic a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pull that up because it will it will better explain it. And by the way, the 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 guys doing the graphics over there doing great work. I know, I know Seth Sweeney's one of those guys. He just got brought in. He's been outstanding. Those guys have been really good. Bryce Mitchell. I know he's. I know he listens to this religiously. Um. Number one in the country in touchdown percentage, according to this graphic. Mm-hmm. They've scored ninety-one, almost 91% of the time. They're number two uh, in the nation in points per red zone um, drive at nearly six. And then they've scored on 17 straight trips with 14 touchdowns in a row. That's and pretty I think impressive. Only, I think they've only missed one time inside the red zone this year. Mm-hmm. Which I can't remember what that was. A missed field goal, maybe. Have they had a missed short field goal? Not that I recall. Uh, I'm trying to remember what happened. Maybe they turned. Oh, did they? Was it LSU game when they turned it over? They threw an interception or something. Rogers threw a red zone pick. Oh well, here we go. Um, oh, against yeah. Memphis, they fumbled against Memphis. So that they have, they that was the only time they missed. Yeah, and that was the first game of the first season. Game of the season, yeah. 20, so, 20 out of twenty-one times they've scored inside the red zone. That's and, and when you think about state a year ago, and that, I mean they had red zone problems, and they had a lot of missed they had missed kicks, and they had times where they went for it on fourth where they probably shouldn't have because they didn't trust the kickers. So yeah. a totally different story uh, this year for Mississippi State, and that's why a big reason why they're sitting at five and one and poised to have a, a, a big season. All right, let's get into our playmakers and our predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Hopefully you're cooking out this weekend. And if you are, remember that nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. I think I'm going to throw some steaks on the grill this weekend myself. So, do you want to be like Brian? What now? I should? Yes. I will. I'm going to. I mean, that's never going to be a bad idea. Yeah. So, 
Well, I don't know. You know, I heard that they might, you know, want to, I think they're trying to brand some pork or something. And I don't know. It's, it's just never going to work. You don't Steak's, understand why because you don't steak have Steak is not good for branding, huh? Yeah. Well, what is good for branding is cattle. Cattles yes. get branded all the time. <laughs> cattle gets branded all the time. Hopefully this weekend you're throwing some beef on the grill and you will enjoy it. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Well, if you don't want to cook, might I suggest head over to Two Brothers, especially on Saturday. Great place to watch the game. Big screen TVs everywhere and just a, a great atmosphere. And, of course, you know, football and smoked wings, they go together like cocaine and waffles. So. Okay. <laughs> well, then. What? Uh, oh, I got to bring something up with you when we come when we get through with this break. That reminded me of something else that we're going we're going to have to talk about. So about we'll waffles? To, no, no, it doesn't not waffles. Just some, just just I'll tell I'll take you through it when we get there. Okay. Long story short, though, you should go eat at Two Brothers. <laughs> great products and great service. That's the way to go. That's what everybody's offering you. But who's really delivering it? Who can you trust? You can trust a business that's been open for forty-seven years. That's what Advantage Business Systems is. So when you need technology for your business, copiers or printers, laptops, computers, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service on those products, you call them again. And you're not talking to somebody in a call center across the world. You're not talking to some out-of-state contractor who's going to take a week, 10 days to get to you. You're talking to somebody here in this state, and they can solve almost every problem you have within 24 to 48 hours to get you back up and running. You can't afford to wait. You can't afford to not call Advantage Business Systems. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue in Jackson. Well, we've been talking so much about branding. You should check out the brands on their collegiate collection. Yeah, no no, no banner M. They, they don't ask any questions down there. They're just like, oh, you like this shirt? Is this the shirt that you, the fan, wants? Buy it. Yours, and they've got the great logos: the M over S, the Script State, the Walking Bully, and new stuff coming in all the time to their incredible collection of polos and quarter zips. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Shop online at therogue.com. Again, holiday season coming up. It's time to do it. Don't worry about living the three stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, before we get into playmakers and predictions, you like to get on me about my food takes. You you enjoy. You're like you're too picky. And you know what? I'll admit to being picky. I admit it. I'm a picky eater. It's fine. Your thoughts, though, yesterday, as it was revealed on the Brandon Walker College Football Show, that he has never eaten peanut butter. I, I don't. I can't even fathom. Like, well, I, I started thinking about that, and I was like, "How is that even possible? Like, how did his mother never make him a peanut butter sandwich at, at an That's age? That's what I'm saying. You don't like, question it. You just eat what mom puts in front of you. You know, it'd be one thing if he was allergic to peanuts. He's not. But this is just, he's never had it. He I mean, even that, his sister said, came the way it was like, this is a lie. He said the way it looks puts him off of it. So weird, man. I, I couldn't even, like, I tried to imagine life as a child without no peanut, peanut butter. butter. Never like, put peanut I butter mean, on crackers. Never, never, you know, I, mean, I can't it, believe it. Well, and the weirdest thing about it all is he's had Reese's. So right. Like, like, so he enjoys Reese's. That's what peanut butter tastes like. That's peanut butter. Yeah. So what, like, I, I just, I couldn't even, it blew my mind. Crazy. Like I, 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 I can't, I can't get over it. That, 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 that is the ultimate food thing that I would never have expected. 
but if there is a if there is a person that that would have happened to it's him sam yeah no peanut butter and no roadhouse i just don't get it nobody understands brandon walker he's just uh, the well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know the his delve into the mind of Brandon Walker is to delve into the mind of Satan himself. I didn't know that his sister worked for Barstool. Yeah, neither did Dave Portnoy. Did you ever see that clip? That's one of the funniest clips ever. She just was working for them without the boss even. She had been him. working there for a few months, and he was, and, and they, they brought it up, and he was, and Portnoy was like, "What do you mean? She's been here this whole time." He had no <laughs> idea she worked there. It was really, really funny. Well, the, it was uh, funny yesterday, like. When she came in there, was like, "This is a lie." I'm, and he he was like, and "She I'm called, call mom they, she called the mom, and mom confirmed that he had never eaten peanut butter." <laughs> That's a crazy thought. Anyway, oh. let's get into our playmakers. Uh, Robbie, who do you have offensively for this one? Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I, I'm I'm staying with work with what worked last week. I'm going to go with Dylan Johnson again. Um, I thought last week they would establish the run against a three-man front from Arkansas. I was pretty sure they were going to run that three-man front. They came out with it, and Mississippi State immediately attacked it. I think State's going to try to do that again. I think they're going to try to run the football against Kentucky to establish the run, I mean, establish the pass. And I think ultimately the passing game is what makes the biggest plays. But I don't think we can understate how important it's going to be for those plays to happen to run the football. So I'm going to go with Dylan Johnson again. I think he right now he's in a groove. I think he's one of the t- the top five best running backs in the SEC, um, considering the offense he's playing in and the, the plays he's still making. And I think in this game he's going to be really really important to state success. I think it's going to be also in the run game. You know we've been talking about it all week. We talked about it a lot today. I'm going I'm going with Jaquavius Marks. I'm going to okay. go with Lee Marks. It's his, it's his time now. We had the hundred yard game from Dylan Johnson last week. Time time to get Marks his, and I think you saw Marks last week be a much bigger part of the passing game. Eleven catches last week. Remember two years ago in the the height of the drop eight madness in this game, Kylan Hill's last game as a Bulldog, he had fifteen catches in that game. State just kept dumping him the ball, and he had a decent. I think he had eighty yards receiving, which I mean, it's not terrible, especially how, with how bad that offense was. I think Marks is going to see a lot of the ball in this one. They're going to they're going to dump the ball off to him. He's going to be able to make some plays, and then on the, from the run game, he'll he'll have his stuff. I think he'll be well over 100 yards all purpose, and he'll be uh, well over uh, a couple touchdowns in this one. So I've, I like Woody Marks. What about defensively? What do you say on the defensive side of the ball? I think State's going to get after Will Levis. I'm going with Tyrus Wheat. I think he's going to have a really big game. The linebackers are almost at full strength right now. Uh, according to Paul Jones, who was over at interviews yesterday, he saw Deshaun Page practicing uh, again. So he's back on the field, and he should play this week. That means State's going to be as healthy as they've been. And now fairly deep when you consider the fact that you've got um, J.P. Purvis stepping up in a linebacker. So you're able to, to, to move some guys in and out. But – all that to say, I think Tyrus Wheat's going to be the guy that makes the biggest plays in this game. I'm thinking he's going to get after Will Levis, a sack or two in this game, maybe a forced fumble. I think he's going to be really difficult for this um, offensive line to block. And, by the way, their starting right tackle is supposed to be back. Apparently he's been injured. That could be the battle to watch. Um, Tyrus Wheat coming off the edge on the right side of the line against that guy. That could be the the two players to watch there. But I think Tyrus is going to – 
make some plays on a Saturday night. I'm with you where where your head is, right? Because I think they're going to get after the quarterback. I'm going to go a level four, though. I'm going to go to Nathan Pickering. I don't know that he has a sack on the season. He's going to get one this week. I'm, I'm giving him the, the Jackie Matthews blessing. That You and I, by the way, we have been good this year picking out who's going to be the guy in these games. At least one of us is getting a playmaker right on the side of a ball every week. Well, we uh, got you got the X factor, last or the week. playmaker, whatever, and I got the playmaker on offense, but Dylan mm-hmm. Johnson having the big game. Right. So, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, so we're, we're, we're getting pretty close. See if we can keep it going. Um, so I'm going to go with Nathan Pickering. Let's put him down for a sack uh, this weekend. What about uh, the X factor for you? I'm going to Manuel Forbes. He's had back-to-back weeks with interceptions. I think the ball is going to get in the air in this game. I think Will Levis is going to force a throw over to his side of the field, and I think he's going to have his third straight week with an interception, and it could be coming at a big time in the game. You know, I'm I'm getting serious Jonathan Banks vibes Ooh. with Emmanuel Forbes. And Jonathan Banks always seemed to make the big play. That's what we're seeing with, with Emmanuel Forbes. I think late in the ball game that he's going to make a big play that seals the game, that's a game-changing play, which I think is kind of the definition of uh, your X factor. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm all, I mean, it's crazy how close we are on some things here. I do think, you know, pressure forces bad throws. So I expect the interception, but I'm going to go to the other side of the field. Let's get to Cameron Richardson, his first pick of the year uh, this year. I feel like I feel like they're going to try to avoid Forbes at all costs. He's hot right now. They know he's seeing the ball well. They're going to try to go the other way. Let's see if Richardson can get his first pick of the 2022 season. So I, that's where I'm going. So one way or the other, we're covered on cornerbacks. So somebody gets a pick, we're, we're good. We're good there. All right, prediction time. What do you have? Uh, I, I think this is. I think this game is going to be competitive through the first three quarters. It has been the last few years going down there, and State has really get, kind of given the game away in the fourth. In this game, you got an older group, and I think State is uh, the one that's going to be able to make the plays late. Will Levis playing makes this a better Kentucky uh, team. But I, I just – right now I like Miss, the way Mississippi State's playing. They could change some things up and, and be bad this game. I, I think that the point total is going to be down in this game. I think Kentucky's going to be – going to have a better day defensively than the last three teams have against Mississippi State. But I think State's defense makes the plays down the stretch and they're able to win this thing, I predict, 23-17 to 17, Mississippi State. Wow, low-scoring game for you. Yeah, I, last time State was on the road, didn't do so well. I think I think the offense is is not going to be as consistent as it has been the last three weeks, but I do think that they can uh, pull this thing off. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. I, I feel like State's offense has a lot of confidence. This is a different team that played at LSU. Uh, I think State gets the win. If, like I said, if Levis – if something happens pregame and Levis can't go, throw, throw all this out. The, the, the State's going to win by a lot, I think. But even with him there, I just don't think that – I don't think that they're going to be able to keep their offense on the field. And I think Mississippi State's going to be able to move the football. 35-20 is my final score prediction for Mississippi State. Take down Kentucky, and they'll be 6-1. and one, And then it'll be Alabama week, and we'll figure it out from there. 
if they do what you say they do, and the, you know Will Rogers just throws for three fifty and three or four touchdowns, no interceptions or something. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, next week we're going to start hearing Will Rogers, Heisman candidate. Yeah, he is going to be getting some buzz going into that game. There'll be some buzz, no question. So, for right, Mississippi got... State too. I mean, that yeah, there are they're already popping inside the top ten in mm-hmm. some power ratings. Mm-hmm. So uh, the 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 uh, FPI and the, all of the, all of these Josh Page Bowl, yeah, all these uh, power ratings, the computers, computers they love, love State. Mississippi State. Yeah, so yeah. that's something to watch. State, I, I, here's what I'll say: I don't know when the first. I guess the first playoff ranking is probably like November fifth. Even if State had just had loses to Alabama, they would be no worse than like fifth or sixth if they had beaten LSU. Yeah, and even when they're sitting there at six and two, or seven and two. They'll be in the top fifteen. Oh, probably top ten. You think so? Yeah, the computers well, like state that much. If you remember last year, the the playoff polls were much higher on state. State started like playoff poll like they were ahead of Ole Miss. They're like sixteenth. Yeah, they were sixteenth with three losses, right? And I don't know if they were ranked. They might have been ranked like twenty third or something. They were still in the playoff poll going in that Egg Bowl, and they were, they were not in the playoff the poll 25. going to the Egg Bowl. Yeah, they were. They were twenty third, something like that. You're right. And they were, and they were not in the top twenty five for the AP. Right. So, so here we go. All right, guys, have a great weekend, Robbie. And I'll be back with you on Sunday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. This is it. Mississippi Media Production.